1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Sportive. I'm John Marthaler. It's a beautiful Friday night, beautiful spring Friday night in Minnesota. The weather's beautiful. The sun is out. And what better place for Stu and I to be but in front of our microphones talking to you, not even for (laughs) COVID-related reasons. It's just this is what we're doing. We we're required to do one podcast a month and we got to get one in. So, Stu, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great, John. Um, should probably let everyone know that uh, the other two dads on the podcast are both at uh, baseball games tonight. <laughs> they both of their kids baseball games, so uh yeah. And yeah, this week has been kind of a, we've been trying to get one done all week and this is like the most people we could get on a, and it's on a Friday night, so.
1: Yeah, I every mean, so often we hear from people who want to know why the Sportive is the monthly delivery, and the reason is because all of us are doing something with our children at all times, so... Yes.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm the one who's most available, and even I have a hard time sometimes, just because, right. you know, I have a job and responsibilities, but um, for you, the other three, it's... it's anyone who has more than one kid understands, We would hope, at
1: least. We've long... We've long talked about how we're the podcast with the most dad energy of all of the podcasts in Minnesota, and that we're starting out this podcast complaining about our damn hell kids is yeah. <laughs> pretty much par for the course. And it's
2: also worth noting that the four of us would not be here without Michael Rand, who does a podcast every day despite having 17 kids. I know. So it's, it's, and somehow it's and
1: out at like 7 a.m. every day. I don't, I don't know how it's possible.
2: He's, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's not. He's. More machine than man at this point, I think.
1: Really? Yeah, he's yeah, just machine and hair gel.
2: Yep. <laughs> oh, God. So, John. This is also
1: a great excuse not to talk about the Minnesota Twins. Yeah.
2: It's been like, what, two and a half weeks since the last program? Oh, my gosh. And it was not quite as dire two and a half weeks ago. And now it is hair on fire. Chernobyl is melting down. Um don't look into the radiation fire, you will die type mm-hmm. of dire. We have,
1: um, we've man, seen it's all dire before. We, oh, yeah. We've, we've seen dire as Minnesota Twins fans. It's, the direness is not new. The unexpectedness of the direness yes. and the particular, the particular way in which it has been delivered was the surprising part.
2: Yeah. I mean, where do you even start? I mean, I suppose the bullpen is where you start.
1: The bullpen is, yeah, that's where you kind of have to start. The bullpen, it's amazing that they, it, over the past couple of years, they put together bullpens out of smoke and mirrors that were pretty good bullpens. Mm-hmm.
2: They got like Matt Whistler. to yeah. post. He posted like a 1.07 ERA. At, <laughs> at, no point,
1: at no point over the last two years has anyone but Aaron Gleeman been able to name more than three Twins relievers at any given yes. time. And yet they've had pretty good bullpens, and so I I think I was like a lot of Twins fans in that when they put together another bullpen full of castoffs and no names and young guys who were learning a slider or whatever, I sort of thought, well, it'll probably be fine. They, they have a pretty good track record in this area. And oh my goodness, Stu, has everything oh. gone wrong at once?
2: And it isn't like if they had just kept the guys from last year, they would have been fine. Because uh, Sergio Romo, I believe, has an ERA of infinity right, right now. Um, uh, whistler, Tyler, Tyler Clifford is yeah yes. is, is there. Uh, Tyler Clifford hasn't pitched yet this year. I mean, it's all they they did the right thing by bringing in new arms. Just none of them work, and the ones that they kept aren't working. Tyler I'm- Duffy isn't good anymore. Taylor Rogers. Is okay but not great. Uh Hansel and Gretel isn't the answer. Colum a is historically like <laughs> Hall of Fame bad. I mean it's every, just
1: every it's so, just, so ah. often Stu is Stu is a twins old timer. Stu is, this is true. Stu has heard Disco Dan Ford swear and mm-hmm. sat in the bleachers at Metropolitan Stadium. So Stu goes way back. And every every so often when we're out doing podcasts, not during COVID of course, but before that we would be out and about doing podcasts, and people would come up to us in the middle of the podcast or at the end. They would be young children, children 13, 14, chewing on on some hay, and they would say, hey, mister, (laughs) you look like a twins old-timer. Tell us about Ron Davis. And Stu would lean back in his chair and a faraway gaze would come over his face, and he would tell the children about Ron Davis. But here's the thing, Stu. For those children, they no longer have to wait for nope. old-timers to, to sit them on their knee and tell them mm-hmm. stories of Ron Davis. They can experience it for themselves yes. in the person of <laughs> Alex Coleman.
2: Yeah, this is what that was. It is literally he comes in and ruins dreams. That's <laughs> He's the I, reaper. He is. He's just it literally cannot. And, I mean, this is and the thing is Ron Davis kind of. Was shitty with the Yankees before. I mean, mm-hmm. He was okay, and then he just became a punchline. Whereas Colome is like was legitimately good. I mean, this yeah. is un- This is completely unexpected. Um, yeah, it's just it is inexplicable. That I mean, they are that bad. Um, 0 and, I believe, O n eight in extra inning games. <laughs> And they all go to extra innings because they blow the lead in the yep. ninth inning, and it just it's it's, it's astonishing. It, I cannot. I it might. I'm
1: pretty that. sure I have this right. There is a game in which Colome blew two different saves. Sure did. He managed to get two blown saves in one game. That's hard to do.
2: Wasn't, I believe that was a 13 to 12 game, wasn't it? Yeah, probably.
1: They all they yeah. they all sort of blend together. It's oh yeah. It's amazing that. In most seasons, so I, I saw this stat today. I'm sure it was from Aaron Gleeman, our, our good friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Mike Rand mentioned this too, so I'm just name-checking people now, but mm-hmm. they've lost four games in which they had a better than 94% chance, historically speaking, to win it, and two of them they were above 98%. Good God. And any, good one God. of those God. in a season, just one of those in a season yeah. is like, memorable and a thing you remember for years. Like, Do you remember, Stu, in 2001, there was a game in Yankee Stadium where Jason Giambi had a grand slam in the 15th inning off Mike Trombley or something like that? I was
2: at my friend's uh, wedding in Duluth, and I watched that game in a bar after the uh, wedding dance was over, and we could not not believe that. And then we went to a place that served uh, donuts and tacos up on the hill. Right. I remember that very clearly, eating and just soaking up my sadness with the tacos and, and donuts
1: at 1 in the morning. So um, that, yeah, that was, was 20 videos. years ago, and yeah. we still remember this game.
0: There yes. was another one with
1: a very similar game against the he's where Aaron Hicks did the same thing. Again, Correct. that was like six years ago. We remember that. Mm-hmm. There have been two of those already this year and yes. two more approaching that level already this year, yes. and they've played 30 games. Yes, there is
2: thirty games, and again, in in a vacuum, if it was just the bullpen, it's like okay, you deal with that. You right, you've got a ton of like you know they took a ton of flyers on veteran arms that are in St. Paul. You're Ian Hamiltons and a couple other yeah. guys, guys whose names you've heard on Sports Center, basically
1: <laughs> the St. Paul so, roster somehow. Yeah. Has forty three yeah. relief pitchers on it. I don't know how and, it's possible. So but. yes.
2: And if it was just that, first of all, they wouldn't be eleven and nineteen. They would be like, you know, so they'd still probably be under five hundred, but it wouldn't be that bad. However, in addition However. to all in addition to all of that, um, I mean, the injuries have been devastating. Unending. Unending. Um today alone, uh, the sweetest young man we've ever had the privilege to talk about on this podcast. Uh, mm. The American League Player of the Month for April is going to be out per Rocco Baldelli weeks.
1: Prohibitive favorite for the MVP, Byron yes. Buxton. Yes.
2: Yeah. Um, and again, he, Byron Buxton, he has an injury history. So that part, you know, it sucks. But when you add that to a very promising start from the guy who isn't from the Wild but has the Wild's last name of Alex right. Kirilov. Yeah, uh, Kirillov. A wrist injury that no one knows how bad it is or when he's going to be back.
1: Honestly, that one I felt like we could all see it cut. He came up, he hit forty screaming line drives that were somehow caught in the first yes. three games, and yeah. he then he just realized zero. he
2: had, Yeah, then he realized he just had to hit home runs yep. to get rid of that problem, which he did. And then he hurt his wrist sliding into second base right. on like a, his seventeenth double in two games. Um. So that's just terrific. Just great. And of then Josh Donaldson, obviously first play of the year, mm-hmm. tweaked his calf, although he has been better of late. Um, he's like the, la- the last healthy yeah. player everyone <laughs> we like and know.
1: He's the only decent hitter left, and they basically yes. have had to tell him, yeah. don't run anywhere. Just yes. walk around the bases if you have yes. to, because every time you run, you hurt yourself.
2: Which leads into the third problem, which is that everyone else is playing awful. Right. right now. Uh Kent Maeda, Cy Young runner-up. Uh, Terrible. Had a, had a decent game um, last time out. He won, I think he won Monday's game, right?
1: I think well, that's the last one. I, uh, but, but he I mean, won Monday's matter. game in the sense that somehow the Rangers ran out of outs before they managed to score enough runs with the bullpen to blow it. Yes,
2: yes. Uh, but before that had been just really struggling, and we have no idea if that's going to get better or not. Right. If that was a fluke or we'll find out tomorrow. Against a horrible uh, Detroit Tigers team. Um, uh, Jorge Polanco. Terrible. Terrible. (laughs) Truly terrible. Uh, Until very recently, Mitch Garver. Terrible. Um, Max Kepler. Hurt and terrible. Hurt and
1: yeah. terrible. Yep. That's uh, and Andrelson and Simmons. The, the twins combo right there. Hurt and terrible. Hurt Simmons. And terrible. Okay, but got COVID. okay,
2: but got COVID and gave everyone else COVID, even though no one will say that he did. Right. Uh, and then Miguel Sano. Uh,
1: what, what do you even
2: do with that?
1: I just. I don't even know what to say about Miguel Sano anymore. Yeah. I I I so want him to do well. and cheering so hard for him that. I'm very blind to his many, many flaws. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Anytime I mean, he like hits a hits a line drive ground ball, I'm like, see, he still got it. Look at that. Yeah, you can't yeah. find anybody to do that. <laughs> yep. And um,
2: our our mutual friends, Michael Rand and I guess Patrick Royce, uh were cackling about uh, Miguel on one of Rand's podcasts because he's 28 years old. Oh. At this point, Miguel Sano is what he is. I don't think anything. He's not going to like do the David Ortiz thing where he right. goes away from the Twins and becomes a wrecking ball. He's just what he is right now.
1: He's been a budding star for so long, you forget that he should be in his yes. prime right now.
2: Yeah, and he's not. Uh, he's had stretches, uh, mm-hmm. but it's just, I think it's become readily apparent he just is that. And right now, that is, he's a streaky player, and he's in a very... Very long dry spell, and I and I mean he's clearly carrying a little extra weight, um, which hasn't mattered in the past. But when you get a little older, it starts to.
1: Yeah, I when, you're, when, you're 20, when you're when you're twenty, when you're twenty two, not such a big deal. Well, when you're twenty eight. I mean, the old hipster hurting a little bit.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, we both watched Shaquille O'Neal at LSU and his first couple of years in the NBA It'd just be a holy terror. Right, and then he got older, and he just you know stood three feet from the basket because he
1: was three hundred and fifty pounds. You so. know what? You know what's strange to me? Somehow Pablo Sandoval seems to be immune to this. I don't know how it's possible, but he still it's, seems like he moves around pretty well, even though he's forty nine years old at this point. Yeah, it's just
2: and John, It's just so. And again,
1: it's just so bad.
2: It's just so bad, and they had. I mean, that's and that, again. I have seen bad. Twins teams. Right. You have seen bad Twins teams. Right. This is a this is a talented team, um, or at least we thought it was talented because they got those. Everyone praised the team friendly contracts they got Kepler and Polanco under, mm-hmm. and uh, now those are two of your cornerstone players who have not played well in a year and a half. You can maybe uh. write it. Or you can write off last year because it was weird. That's fine, but they were both just. Slumping, and now they're still slumping.
1: And And the amazing thing is, a lot of these there's there's other options. One of the things that everybody was pretty excited about coming into this year was that the Twins had some depth. They had Louis Arise, who didn't have an obvious position. But the good thing about Arise was, oh yeah, he's also hurt by the way. Yeah, Yeah. he's also hurt,
2: and he was playing awesome, and he's hurt. Yeah.
1: But the idea was well, you could plug him in at second base. You could plug him in at left field. You can do whatever you want to. Uh, he's hurt. Um, Sano is struggling. But everybody's raving about Alex Kirilov's defense at first base. You know, he's mm-hmm. a, yeah. he's a corner outfielder who's not a great corner outfielder, but he's a really good first baseman. And yeah. Kirilov is hurt. Yeah. Um. So at, at some point it's just like, well, if, if there's anybody who's going to be good for any length of time, they'll be hurt. Mm-hmm. If there's anybody who's not hurt, they're going to struggle. And the other thing is it's not – they've had bad luck, but for the most part, it hasn't mm-hmm. been like they've been cursed or anything. It's mm-hmm. just been like everything goes wrong all the time mm-hmm. because they are bad players right yeah. now.
2: And it opens the, – the bullpen, of course, opens the door for people to legitimately criticize Rocco Baldelli for pulling his starters early. Right. And you can say keep the pitch counts down earlier in the year. You don't want someone throwing 130 pitches just to get a no-hitter. But, boy, I mean, like when uh, Michael Pineda gets pulled after six innings and 87 pitches, and right. then the bullpen comes in and does what the Minnesota's bullpen has been doing all year, that, I mean, I like Baldelli a lot. I really do, but, man, it's it's hard to defend that. And it's I, like... <laughs>
1: It's, it's amazing because pretty much every decision that Baldelli has made has come back to bite him, it seems yes. like. Like that, yeah. game in, that game in Oakland where he made two Galaxy Brain replacements and put in Travis Blankenhorn at second and yeah. Louie Eyes at third. third. And yeah. normally you look at it and go, well, that's not perfect, but everything works out fine. And then mm-hmm. the next inning, both of them threw away game-ending grounders and they lost. <laughs> Just how does that happen?
2: I I that that have we done a show since that game? I don't think we have because I still think I want to talk about Arias' throw at <laughs> the yeah. end of the game. I have not. I mean, that was Vikings quarterback. <laughs> that was that was so just. I I I I could, I, I was like, where's where's the ball? Right. I could not I could not see where he missed because it was so far away from first base. I it was.
1: The best part was usually you watch a game like, or watch a throw like that and the first baseman makes some effort. And I think Estadio was at first base, which is, yeah. uh, something else but, entirely because he's yes. five foot six, but he didn't even <laughs> move. The ball sailed so far above yeah, him. Yeah, he would have no, had to, if he had had a butterfly net, he couldn't have got it. Yeah, there's no chance. I just,
2: God, I, it sucks, man. But I mean, I, I guess the positive. Okay. I'm going
1: to try to look at the positives here. Again. <laughs> You might the need posi- to ju- take a drink before you do this, because uh, you're going to need uh, some. Yeah. You're going to need some liquid courage to get through yeah. this part.
2: I think the positives are that uh, the governor has announced increased capacity at Target Field. Um, people were worried that they would not be able to get to see Twins baseball this year because of either pandemic or the fact that those tickets were the available tickets were going to go so fast, right? Because of how good this team was. And I've got news for uh, people who want to see uh, live baseball in Minneapolis this summer. Mm. You have got your chance, baby. <laughs> you good are seats be, are available. Good seats are available. Just go to StubHub uh, like two hours beforehand. I think of, I think our friend, we're going to just keep name dropping. Our friend Dana Wessel said, if you have money for a Chipotle burrito, you can go see a Twins game. You know, I and, saw
1: that tweet. How expensive are Chipotle burritos now?
2: Well, I mean, if you get them, if you, I mean, guac is extra, John.
1: The is extra.
2: That's I think if if uh, yeah. So, so that's going to make it like a nine. That's how they get or, if you, or if or if you get a bag of chips with it, that also increases. I usually get a bag. I, I usually go with my current thing with Chipotle. God, I haven't had Chipotle in forever. But um, uh, I get it in bowl form. But then I also get a bag of chips, and I eat the bowl with the chips, almost like it's like a dip of some sort. That's right that's on. my that, and that way, since I'm not eating the uh, flour tortilla. That means means I'm I'm in the health zone, John.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I often think that if I can just replace this flour tortilla with a giant bag of bag of greasy corn chips, um, (laughs) just add to the salt level
2: in my body. Well, it 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 works for the ocean, John.
1: (laughs) This is getting this is getting dangerously close to the upside down nachos discussion that we had that one time. This is
2: very true. This is very true. Uh, Rest in peace, legends. Okay, so do we want to? I think we have. Okay, and uh, if what? you are if you're watching uh, listening live right now, the twins are actually ahead. Okay, oh, um, they're they're oh, no. the, they're ahead two to nothing. It looks like they're in the fifth inning, and we're relying on Matt Shoemaker to be the slump buster. So here we go, Hugh. Um, to quote a uh, K fan personality, the end cited of, ah, oh, shoot, I just bombed out of quoting from Dan Cole's opening. I apologize. Oh, no. The end result of such a lopsided event as that is too obvious to require elaboration. There, that's
1: what I was trying to get at. Oh man, so. I have a, I have a question <sighs> for you. Given that yeah. you were in St. Paul right now, have you? How excited are you to go to a Saints game this year?
2: Um, pretty more excited. excited
1: than a Twins game. I'm very excited.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I've been to. Uh, I went to their scrimmage last Saturday. Uh, that was fun. It was five bucks. Could walk in, just hang out, watch them take bat in practice, and then play a simulated game. Caught a couple foul balls. Gave one to a kid. It was awesome. Oh, love um, that. That was great. Then on uh, Wednesday, uh, my friend Bill is a season ticket holder, and they had the um, season opener on from Omaha mm-hmm. on the uh, big screen. So, oh, nice. And that was really fun. Yeah, they had like a couple of concession stands open, and they had like let the kids play a catch on the field. Uh, they had the naming of the pig. Um, that was yeah. It was just just a fun little St. Paul time and uh, free beer. So that was pretty cool.
1: Oh, nice! I got to tell you, I love I love 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 minor league baseball. I love going to minor league baseball games. Yeah, I and- I've always the last few years I've been a little bit annoyed with the Saints, just because the independent league baseball. And like I say, I love minor league baseball, but independent league baseball is sort of a different. It's sort of a different thing. And yeah. it's it's a little bit like overgrown town team baseball. You know what yeah, I mean? That's Which, exactly
2: what that's exactly what I was gonna compare it to. Like you're in Jordan, Minnesota, but for some reason Jose Canseco's
1: there. Right. And when when they were a midway stadium and tickets were four dollars or whatever, it hardly mattered because that just mm-hmm. it just it fit. Everything yeah. about being a midway fit. Then they moved downtown. No fault of their own. They managed to get a great deal and a great stadium in downtown St. Ball. I love the stadium, but it felt a little bit like the, if I'm watching Meeseville play Jordan, mm-hmm. I kind of want tickets to cost $3, not $30. Correct. But somehow in in my mind, now they're coming back to they're going to be minor leagues, Triple A baseball is kind of its own thing, but I, I still have minor league baseball. And now it's like, yeah, this is very worth it. And the way the Twins are going, I, I haven't seen that the Saints have announced the TV contract of any kind. If it's like the old times, they'll be on they local had, public um, access TV.
2: There was a lot of signage for Fox Nine Plus. I'm wondering if they're okay. on one of Fox Nine's digital channels, maybe. All
1: right, That's I would believe that. Pure
2: guess, a pure guess, but that sounds like because I believe they were on 45 back in the good old days.
1: Right. So, but so. Fox Nine Plus that would be great. They're on broadcast television. Everybody, everybody has broadcast television, mm-hmm. even if you have. The world's worst streaming package, or mm-hmm. even just internet through the cable company, <laughs> mm-hmm. you probably have channel forty-five, and you can watch you sure the Saints, do. and that would yep. be great. And it yep. would especially be great because yeah. then you don't have to watch the Twins.
2: Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, they got there's a few more uh, places that are open in Lower Town, right? So if you're so if you're coming down here with a fam, you can get a bite to eat, cup of coffee, whatever you know you're looking for. So a few more. Yeah, for uh, Chicken Finger 69's benefit, I believe the Gopher Bar is open again. So um, nice. So yeah, everything is everything's sort of uh, clicking down there, which is nice to see.
1: I guess what I'm saying is, there's a pretty good chance by the end of this summer, I will be more of a Saints fan than a Twins. fan.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's and their uh, their like Twins-esque jerseys are looking pretty cool too. They got some powder blues and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's nice so. Yeah, I was. I, I'm impressed with what I've seen there so far, despite not actually having seen a real game in person yet. So
1: right, I, I, the announcements about going back up to full capacity was a little bit like, well, I, I was just getting my mind around the idea of going to a partial capacity game. Now it's, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa! It's gonna be some <laughs> random drunk guy next to me smoking a cigarette well, or whatever.
2: Oh, well, that'd be cool. But I, I mean. And of course, every one of our outstate listeners is going. There's capacity limits, right? But you know, but you know, for those of us big city folk, yeah, we have we have those here still. So,
1: uh,
2: <sighs> yep. So
1: ah, the twins. Ah, the twins. So, um, luckily, the, we've there got so many team. pro sports teams still. Yes. How many? How many of them are good? Let's talk about the good ones and just Let's, pick okay, off on your so. fingers.
2: Okay, there's the Minnesota Wild and
1: no. Uh, yeah,
2: so let's talk about the Minnesota Wild, Jen.
1: All right, I'm game.
2: Um, I'm hearing good things about this Kirill Kaprizov guy.
1: Yeah, you know he got his 26 goal the other night, and mm-hmm. I think that more or less, that's pretty close to translating to 40 in a normal season, which is yeah. I I, I might have this stat wrong, but I'm I'm fairly certain it's correct. in In the Wild's history, they've had. Marion Gabrick scored forty goals a couple times. A couple of years ago, Eric Stahl had forty-two, and that's it. That's it for yeah. forty-goal scorers. Yeah, there were a couple of seasons early in the Jack Lemire where the whole team didn't score forty in a season.
2: Well, that would have been rude. I mean, that's not that's not the
1: system, John. Right. So, <laughs> um, that's not that's not how we play hockey.
2: And I think, I think uh, the whole Kaprizov thing is like a guy who like you, you don't have to be a hockey. Fan or a real like puckhead to see and uh, just say, "Oh God, that guy's amazing!" Right? He just, like he just it just pops out. I mean, every highlight you see, just if you watch a snatch of a game, it ju- you can just tell the kid is just something different. He yeah. has just that ex- that extra uh, athleticism, whatever you want to call it. Is it's there? How and is it's, it's so it's, fun to watch? It's
1: like how is that guy a faster than everyone else on the ice? Mm -hmm. Two, every defender bounces off him when they get anywhere near him, and C somehow never moves his feet once on the ice.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, he's got to have legs like tree trunks. That's all I can figure. He's got to just be just...
1: The strongest ankles in America right now.
2: Yeah, I just... It's it's, it's so fun to watch, and... The unfortunate part is, I think you can probably back me up on this. It still looks like they're not going to get home ice in the first
1: round. They're 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 kind of in a struggle. They they've got four games to go. I think Colorado has five games to go in there. Yeah. Two points behind Colorado, so yeah. they're already um, the odds-on favorite to not make it. And the the unfortunate thing we we've been talking since way back about how Colorado is going to run away with the division and the Wild's goal would just be. To stay ahead of whoever finished fourth, and therefore the fourth place team would have to play Colorado Colorado. and they could play Vegas. And instead, Vegas won 49 games in a row or something.
2: That's, yeah, that's correct. And that's like what I was like, of all shit. I mean, they they match up better against Vegas, Mm -hmm. but it sure as shit looks like if everything stays as is, they will be playing a road series against the Lanch. And the Lanch is a tough tough matchup
1: yes they are i, I hate that, that very would much suck.
2: I, and that would just suck because then you'll get people saying uh oh, yeah typical wild they just get get in the playoffs that's good enough and i mean it, i think it's fair to say that anyone paying some attention even me can tell you that this team is different now
1: yeah and it, it would be a real... result, even
2: if the result this year ends up being disappointing in the playoffs this team has clearly got something
1: right it would be a real shame if everything had sort of been overhauled and there was a whole different feel around the team and then they again lost in the first round. <laughs> yeah.
2: It sucks because I mean that that's I mean, although John, have you heard the hot goalie theory?
1: I have heard the hot goalie theory. What
2: if what if what if Cam Talbot
1: just goes off? Just stands on goes his head. Goes off. It could happen. He could stand on his head, John. It seems more likely to me that who the goalie of whoever they play will not go off, if you see what I mean. I know what you mean. So, so like <sighs> who's the Av starting goalie now? I'm who's just gonna say Patrick
2: Royal. Sure. <laughs> you could be lying to me, I don't know. I how just know the goal Yeah. How would I know? It's Patrick, I looked it, is it Patrick Roy. Is. I looked it up. Of course it is. I looked it up and it's Patrick Roy
1: i miss uh, I missed the days when he was the coach
2: yeah I think they're are' they're, they're playing tonight too aren't they
1: probably i, I yeah. think that's probably I, I, true
2: yeah sorry i don't have I don't have picture in picture on the party room TV here so I can't uh,
1: what's on the party uh, room TV did you get inside really, the party room TV tonight
2: yes I got tigers twins here so they oh, just man. came out of the rain delay you my they, friend
1: are a glutton for punishment yeah yeah I know Every every local team is in action tonight, but you you went for the twins. I did go for the twins. Well I mean it was on and what are you gonna do? So <coughs> oh, excuse uh, me. I, I just um, wanna confirm that the the Avalanche are playing tonight and they're playing the Los Angeles Kings, which means they should win by no less than seven to nothing. So
2: God damn it, Marcel Dion. Be better.
1: <laughs> do do better.
2: Um, do you um, want to talk so about your purds?
1: Your birds are probably going to make the playoffs. I would
2: actually like to talk about what the fuck happened with the Rangers this week.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: That seems to like – and then the whole fight, like the, the whole slap shot thing that happened. Yeah, <laughs> I the, don't – Rangers and Capitals.
1: I understand very little about the Rangers front office situation. So – Tom Wilson, who's a terrible goon and should be banned from the yeah, league, yeah. got into it again with the whole Rangers team somehow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so the next time they played, which was two days later or whatever, there was a whole line brawl to start the game, which you don't see very much anymore.
2: No, it literally looked like slap shot.
1: Yeah, it it really was. Yeah, yeah. yeah let them know you're there.
2: Yeah, little <laughs> Torp. Uh, yeah, I just I couldn't. And then the... too much too soon. Yeah, <laughs> the NHL fines him like five dollars, right? <laughs> and the Rangers put out a statement, basically calling out the NHL, the disciplinary system, Tom Wilson, the Vatican, um, just a, a really good, a really good
1: You're bridge burning.
2: Yeah,
1: systems out <laughs> the, of order.
2: The kind of thing you do not get on company letterhead from a professional sports organization right. since Al Davis passed away. Um, <laughs> And the upshot was the guys who wrote it got fired, and the <laughs> and the organization got fined a quarter of a million dollars. Well,
1: and they, we- and all they were
2: doing, they, John, they always get the guy who punches back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They always do. That's what, that's how they get you.
1: Well, the amazing thing was it it just the tone and the tenor and the wording of that statement gave me a strong sense that it should be written in Comic Sans by Dan Gilbert. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I just assumed when I saw that statement that James Dolan was down in the office, right. you know, talking yeah. to an intern, like, hey, yeah, put yeah, this yeah. out there. Put yeah. it, put it, get the, get our logo on there and put this out on social media. The people
2: need to know. <sighs> and
1: <sighs> but then he came out and fired everybody else. So yeah. I I don't quite understand. Like, did they not go along with it, or did they really put out this statement and somehow James Dolan was like, oh, oh no. We can't sully the name of a New York sports yeah. franchise like this. Who among uh, us would would dare pull a classless move like this as the head, uh, the figurehead at the head of a New York sports franchise? That's ridiculous.
2: <laughs> and I mean, I assume you know our seven listeners um, know this already, but in a, a substrata of weird billionaire dickheads that are professional sports owners. James Dolan is almost in a class by himself.
1: It's it's amazing how many truly rotten sports owners manage to distinguish themselves from a group that by its nature is a class of truly awful people.
2: I can say with confidence that Elon Musk is a be- is a better person than James Dolan. <laughs> and Elon Musk is a fucking weirdo, man. Just a weirdo. I, um, because Elon Musk has never had his w- shitty blues dad rock band open for the Eagles because he owns Madison Square Garden. James Dolan did that. Ugh. the na- The name of the band is JD and the Straight Shot. I'm going to repeat that. The name of his band is JD and the Straight Shot, and he like will book them to open for like actual bands in Madison Square Garden. So, um,
1: that's amazing to me.
2: Yeah, and just, just. Man, I, uh, thank you for explaining it to me. Because I mean, I just I saw that James Dolan was involved, and I was like, well, clearly something nefarious and s- truly stupid um, had to had to have occurred. And you confirmed that it, yep. in
1: fact, did. Truly so. stupid <sighs> on all and parts. Again, nobody, there was not yeah. one party or person to that whole situation that came out looking good ah oh, god it's just
2: perfect yeah i
1: there are no winners
2: it's it's like when the bears played alliance <laughs> it truly is <laughs> just literally, it's it gonna truly be, it's, is the score is gonna be 10 to 6 and you're gonna hate yourself for watching it so ah, <laughs> oh, christ <clears throat> so that's hockey that was that's the good hockey. sport and now we have three other sports that we have to discuss since we're uh, since I just brought up yeah. the bears and the lions, we should probably talk about the new most popular athlete in Minnesota, and that is Kellen Mond. Right, John. What can you tell me about Kellen Mond, John? Well,
1: here's what I know about Kellen Mond. I I, I didn't need the tape this time around, but I <laughs> I I heard from a family member who is a Texas A&M grad and a Texas girl, and she said. Prepare to be Prepare to be welmed. He's neither overwhelming nor underwhelming. Just prepare to be yeah. whelmed.
2: It it feels like they drafted Kirk Cousins.
1: It really is.
2: And again, wasn't Kirk a third round pick, I believe? They they already third had quarter, the
1: quarter. most the most properly whelming quarterback. Yes. The most in the league NFL.
2: average quarterback on planet Earth. And and again I saw um I want, to bel- I want to say it's friend of the show, even though I've never met or talked with him, Arif Hassan, saying it was actually not a... so Given the trade that Trader Rick made, they basically were able to get the left side of their offensive line and a lottery ticket at quarterback, which is basically what Kellen Mond is. And if you look at it that way, it's fine, but this team had a lot of needs, and I have to think maybe a third round you could have gotten Zimmer some fucking cornerback out of right. Let's say Drake and he could have done something with them, but maybe it's,
1: it's kind of funny that yeah. the Vikings drafted forty nine cornerbacks over the last few years. Every year they picked a cornerback oh, yeah. and maybe. somehow everything went wrong to the point that they desperately needed a cornerback this year. And that's <laughs> the one year they haven't drafted them. Yep, they've needed I offensive understand. linemen for a hundred years now. They since Randall McDaniel retired, they've been in desperate need of any offensive line help and they haven't gotten it because they've been drafting cornerbacks. and finally it was, um, they're really struggling with a quarterback. They need help with a quarterback, and they got nothing. They got a kick <sighs> returner. Mm-hmm. They got, I'm just scrolling down here now.
2: Uh, yeah, they got the kick returner out of Got Iowa a tight State, end.
1: Right?
2: Yeah, like a freakishly athletic tight end, but who has no skills whatsoever.
1: According to ESPN, he was recruited as a punter. That's yeah, not what looked, you want out of a tight yeah, end.
2: It, I th- it looks like if you, like, Put a crossword puzzle in front of Gronk. That's oh his skills. That's that's his athletic skills. at tight end. He's got all the skills, but he has no idea what to do with them. So <laughs> well,
1: what I you don't want mean is, to make
2: fun of Gronk. So
1: what you, you don't want any defensive help. What you want is a project tight end, a oh, position yeah. that the Vikings only have seven guys in front of him at.
2: Uh, now you made me sad, Josh. I was actually going to compliment Rick on you know, still. Going to type, even though his job is clearly on the line. Because if that pit, if that trade down doesn't work, if that uh, if I cannot even remember the name of the guy they drafted, let's say Callaway,
1: Cap yeah, Callaway, sure,
2: yeah, uh, if he's not there, and they, I mean, that's it would have been bleak. It would not have been a fun night for Rick Spielman. So. As is, he traded down, got the guy he wanted to get at 14, was able to get a guard, was able to get that lottery ticket at quarterback, and then a whole bunch of other guys who I don't know anything about. So go Vikings. Um, but I really, of course,
1: the- I really, honestly, at this point, I'm almost annoyed by NFL draft coverage. Like when I was a kid, and this was now 150 years ago, but when I was a kid, the NFL draft was like, an interesting sidelight, a little bit like, oh, it's draft week. We should talk about the draft. And now, the moment the Super Bowl ends, they start talking about the draft, and it doesn't let up on any ESPN known network between the the middle of February and whenever the draft happens to be. And I'm I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it.
2: Yeah, they only like had to take a rib out of Mel Kuyper to make Todd McShay to so say more <laughs> draft guys. Uh, it's just it's just weird. Um, um. But and and this goes to actually the thing I wanted to talk about with the NFL, which was um, our friends oh. in Wisconsin, oh. the, the whole, their whole world burning. Yes. and it's it is possibly the I mean even absent the wild, I cannot think of a greater sports story in Minnesota it's
1: at this just, moment. <laughs> it's utterly delightful
2: watching the end of the Green Bay. I, I honestly did not know if I was going to live to see the end. Of the Green Bay Empire, because you know, COVID, he just never know. Meteors, Russian spacecraft falling from the sky, um, but it's it's going to happen. He clearly does not want to be there. He has tried desperately to get somewhere where he can record his game shows mm-hmm. and then quarterback in his spare time, and it's wonderful. It is so good to see it happen. I just, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm thrilled with the pettiness he's displaying. I am absolutely gratified that Green Bay appears to not give a shit. (laughs) I Um, know.
1: After all of this came out, Green Bay drafted like 14 guards or something like that. Yeah. No skill position players whatsoever.
2: I mean, why would you? I mean, clearly they were fine last year. So they had, you know, they had um, Devontae Adams and...
1: And they had. Um, uh, I
2: think they would. They would have Brian Bellaga go out on tackle eligible <laughs> plays. I think that was their second receiver. <laughs> so, and I, it's so great. I just, I'm, I'm thrilled by it.
1: I know it was um, delightful. He's just uh, yeah, and a Rod. He's just such a messy guy. You know what I mean? Yes. He he's just such a dick.
2: And I mean, and I mean, probably one of the top three quarterbacks we've ever watched. Right. I mean at, at least in, in my adult life, he's clearly one of the very best. And but he's just kind of a peevish snarky dick. And again, the Sportive Podcast approves of all those qualities. Um, especially when it causes great suffering to Green Bay Packer fans. And I'm just I'm thrilled. I'm just I'm elated.
1: He's like he's <laughs> It's like what if a discredited mega church pastor was also an amazing quarterback, you know what I mean? <laughs> to get to that oh. level of confusing drama, you just need all of it wrapped into the same package. Oh god,
2: it's just yeah, it's just it's You could say that with Rodgers probably being gone and Matthew Stafford definitely being gone, that that was the best thing that Mike Zimmer's defense accomplished in the offseason. Right. I mean, I mean the, the the shitty part obviously is the Bears actually doing something right for once right. in their in their life by trading up to get a good quarterback prospect.
1: Amazingly, <laughs> Justin Fields might right now today be the best quarterback in the division.
2: It's you're not wrong. I mean if he pans out. I mean he has definitely wait, let's like see, he has all the tools, Jen.
1: Mhm. Even if he doesn't pan out, he still has a chance of being the top quarterback in the division.
2: Also, very true. Yeah, he could have a couple of good games, and that'll solve it. But um, who is the Lions' quarterback? Oh, sorry, it's Jared Goff. Well, oh, he sucks. Yeah. yeah, oof, that's brutal. And Green Bay's would be Jordan Love, and we have no idea um, if because I, I will go out and say I, I don't think Green Bay's luck is going to continue on the starting quarterback front.
1: It would because be. I, it would be kind <laughs> of a shame if it did.
2: Yeah, I, I I could not imagine that happening. It's you just, know, I mean, if he was ready, my guess is Green Bay would be doing whatever Aaron Rodgers wants wants them to do. I mean, it, it, they just don't. None none of this makes sense.
1: None of it makes sense.
2: It's it's great, but none of it makes sense. They're just. I mean, if he was ready. Well, then they would not be saying Aaron Rodgers is our starting quarterback. They would have gotten an incredible haul of draft picks. I mean, that's the best quarterback in the league. You could get just a ransom for Aaron Rodgers, and they did not do that.
1: He's he's our our quarterback. The only thing that would truly, truly finish off the whole Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay saga the way that the rest of the saga has gone, the only thing that would fit in with the rest of it is if somehow now they trade him for a fifth rounder next year or something like that? Just a, <laughs> a baffling bit of incompetence that cannot possibly be explained by mortal men. That's that's what it would take to end this era. Uh, it's so close to happening. <laughs> it's all happening I, to our friends in Wisconsin. It, uh,
2: it is all happening.
1: When every uh, NFC North team finishes 4-13 and, 12, 4 and 13 next year.
2: Yeah. That's well, going to be just perfect. I'm so perfect. happy. Um, let's see. So that's football. Uh...
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
2: Minnesota Timberwolves are still pretty bad, but Anthony Edwards is pretty good.
1: Here's this is a thought I had, and I was hoping Brandon would be able to be here tonight, but of course he wasn't.
2: Well, no, because we don't because we're, we're already forty five minutes into the show, and he would the next forty five minutes would be about like Jared Vanderbilt. And nobody <laughs> gives Nobody gives a shit, Brandon. Nobody. Here's, you don't. Here's the In interesting heart, thing. You no, know you don't. <laughs>
1: The interesting thing to me about the Timberwolves is they – much of this year, ever since it became very clear early on that the Timberwolves were going to have another one of those seasons that they've had so often over the past half century, um, all of the talk is centered on whether they would keep their pick, whether they would be in the top three and not have to give their pick to Golden State – now, I think it's still possible for them to maybe finish as high as fifth worst, the fifth worst record in the league. They still could finish at the bottom, I think. I, I'm not exactly sure where that stands, but it doesn't change their chances at all. I think it might drop their chances from 40% to keep their pick down to about 30% to keep their pick, which is not a huge difference. But ultimately, when they're, when they're looking at potentially having a top three pick or not at all, in the top three picks, and especially in this draft, which is supposed to be a pretty good one, in the top three picks they'd be expecting to get another potential star player. And mm-hmm. you look at the roster they have right now, uh, they got Towns and they've got D'Lo and they've got Anthony Edwards, all of whom in one way or another are sort of looking for that that star kind of thing. It's a little bit hard to see where another top player would fit in there, you know what I mean?
2: It's, yeah, it's just, I. it's, yeah, I I, I get not wanting to lose the pick, but, you know, they're eventually going to lo- lose it this year or next year. I don't right. know. I can't say that there's a player that's sitting out there that I watched in the, I mean, everyone wants Jalen Suggs to come home, obviously, but I don't know that that's going to happen for one and for two if that's really what the team needs.
1: Right. Like... <laughs> I, I can't even quite say what the Tim Rules need right now, except better players, I guess.
2: Better players and just for continued improvement from Edwards, uh, Carl Anthony Towns to recover from whatever curse Jimmy Butler put on him, right? and and for Russell to pan out instead of being just this very streaky, streaky ball player.
1: And I, so. I, I recognize part of this is me because somehow I've individually fallen in love with every player on the Tim Rolls roster. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I love them all very much, and I want them all to succeed so badly that <laughs> I'm I'm the one sitting here going, well, I don't know what the Wolves would do a, with another big next uh, next to Townsend, Nasri, the two best big men in the game today. <laughs> and it, so obviously I'm too far gone to actually understand what the Wolves oh, are going yeah. to do. I just think oh, yeah. the. <laughs> Down the stretch in the fourth quarter, you've got you've got Towns as an option, you've got Russell as an option, you've got Anthony Edwards as an option. All three of those guys want the ball and think of themselves as the kind of guy who needs the ball in those situations. And I'm not saying there's not enough basketballs to go around, but it's just I don't think the Wolves have had all of those options at the same time before, and it's strange that they're still this bad. I guess that ultimately is what's going on. Yeah. They've got all these players I like, all of these players who are, at least in isolation, pretty good, and yet they're still pretty bad. It's, yeah, it's,
2: I guess, I'm just, I'm just happy Brandon's not here, is what I'm
1: thinking. Right. Now we get to do three minutes on the Timberwolves minutes of 30. Which
2: is the exact right amount of Timberwolves talk on a sports podcast based in Minnesota.
1: Um. You and know that's, there are oh, there are too. Timberwolves there are Timberwolves podcasts out there there are Timberwolves dedicated podcasts out there and I just feel bad for those folks yeah they work hard they try to do it and they gotta they gotta do a podcast about the Timberwolves God bless you yeah you guys God are doing the Lord's work
2: oh yeah it's 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 got to be a struggle and I appreciate you and I appreciate what you do it's, it's it can't be easy so um, and that. Leads us to the final sport of the night. And boy, John, you're loons. Oh,
1: my goodness, dude.
2: It's it not is. great. It's, yeah, it's, I, I can't even imagine. Um, it's, I mean, I, I thought the whole Fire Heath thing was going to abate after uh, last year's playoff run. But boy, John, it has not.
1: Well, I, I mean, ultimately, <laughs> one of the things that I said after the playoff ended, playoff run last year ended so abruptly. One of the particularly painful things about a playoff run like that is it's not like the loons were built to be a dynasty. You know what I mean? They don't. They didn't have a lot of young guys who were just learning how to win or anything like that. It was just they, they were. They, it felt like they were catching lightning in a bottle a little bit, and you don't know how often those things come around. Leading up to the year, all of the, all of the smart guys you read, everybody was pretty high on the Loons. Everybody thought they were a contender in the, at least in the Western Conference, and if not in the whole league. And mm-hmm. so to have them come out in face so dramatically has just been a confirmation of everything that I feared as Seattle was making the, the all-time comeback at the end of the Western, Western Conference final last year. Like, <laughs> these things don't come around all the time. They sure don't. They they lost the U.S. Open Cup final in 2019. They lost in the semifinals of the MLS's back tournament last year. They lost in, effectively, the league semifinals at the end of last year. And in, in isolation, of course, there's a winner and a loser in every one of those games. And sometimes you're the loser, and that's fine. But just even having experienced the first two MLS years... In for Minnesota when they were just truly awful and truly struggling the whole time, you 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 look at the last couple of years and it's it, it's starting to feel after just and I realize this is just after three games, but it's starting to feel a little bit like all of those chances got missed, and the the U.S. Open Cup final in 2019 it turned out to not only would have given them a spot in the Champions League last year, but also in the Champions League this year, and possibly, if there's no U.S. Open Cup this summer, which there might not be, possibly another one next year, which is, just again, just a missed opportunity that it could have been something really fun and could have been something really exciting for Minnesota fans, and instead what happened was nothing. And so this year, they... they played pretty well in the first half against Seattle in their first game. I thought they controlled the game in that first half and had the better chances. And so it's all pretty much been downhill for, that, for since that. They got absolutely stomped in the second half against Seattle. And since then, it's just been struggle upon struggle and terrible thing upon terrible thing. They got beat at home by Real Salt Lake, which was just painful. Mm-hmm. And they got danced on by a twenty-year-old goalkeeper at the end of the game. Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it was it was strange because he kicked the ball into the stands, and a couple of guys got mad at him. Like you know, one of those just caddy soccer fights that happen sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But oh, now yeah. at the end of so the next week, Real Salt Lake won, and they started their new team tradition, which is having the goalkeeper kick the ball into the stands after they win. Which just sucks. It just sucks <laughs> to get. <laughs> Just to get danced on like that. Yeah. You're going to have that. And then last week they were playing Austin, an expansion team at home, and they got beat up on. It was bad. It was real bad.
2: Yeah. I I feel just bad all the way around. for Because, I mean, there was so much excitement. Because you're going to be able to, the whole, you know, all the, your uh, dark clouds and your loon, Looney Tunes and your your space jams. We're all just super excited about being able to go back to Allianz to watch the games and be able to go to the soccer bars and watch the games. And they are just not good right now. There's just, there's no positivity anywhere. And if I can see that, then obviously you can see that. And then obviously everyone who's got a scarf and a TIFO and... A complicated, uh, series of facial hair decisions can understand it as well.
1: You know, we were talking about this with the twins, but (laughs) I think tickets, like stub hub tickets for the loons home games were ridiculous. I think they were in three figures or whatever. They were, they were. I gotta tell you, that is not gonna last too much longer. (laughs) When there are more tickets available and the team has scored one goal in three games, I gotta imagine that tickets will be available for Allianz Field as well.
2: Yeah, it's it sucks. I it's just yeah. I mean, and that, that's the whole thing is like this summer is like going to be a big like you know, people like finally acclimating to being around other people again and enjoying the things they want to enjoy, and you had real optimism that the two outdoor major sports in this town were going to be a real fun thing to watch this summer, and they have not started in that way at all. Um I've got a solution for us. I've got a solution oh, yes. for us too. You ready yeah, to hear my yes. solution?
1: I'm ready. Part 1, we're going to be Saints fans cuz oh, yeah. AAA okay. and it doesn't really matter, but it like I say, I love minor league baseball, I love the Saints. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. We're yes. Saints guys. Part 2, we could get all in on the Minnesota Lynx this summer. That's true. That's true. They've got they got the last two rookies of the year, Nafisa mm-hmm. Collier. And Crystal Dangerfield, they've got Sylvia Fowles is not hurt, I'm told, this year, whereas she was last year. They've got, they they traded for one of the best names in professional sports today, Ariel Powers, which is oh, a yeah. great name for Incredible a basketball player. Incredible name. She's an, 10 out of 10. She's an impressive basketball player, too, don't get me wrong, but I'm mostly excited about the name because Ariel Powers is a great name for a basketball player. Yes, They've got some depth. They've got some exciting Mm -hmm. new signings. They are always good. They have the best coach in town by far. Yep, By far. I think this is the summer to get all in on the Lynx. I I say this knowing, knowing, knowing in my heart that by saying this, that by doing this, that by (laughs) making (laughs) Lynx Games appointment viewing for me and you and anyone else who's willing to follow us, That they will lose every game they play this summer. This is the one successful pro sports franchise we have in this town. It feels right. (laughs) Incandescently successful. Indescribably successful. Successful on an annual basis. Something that we all could be proud of. And I feel like if I look directly at it, it will stop. They
2: are, they are honestly, they are so consistently good. You have to wonder if Mark Coyle wanted to fold them. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is too on the nose to be. Sorry, it's
1: too I'm on sorry. the nose for me to be laughing as much as I, as I much as I am. Uh, right now. I'm,
2: I'm going to feed that line to Roycey, I think. I oh, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy with that one. What <laughs> furious and a half to get that joke, ladies oh. and gentlemen. That's 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 where that one came. That's, from.
1: that's good stuff. Oh
2: God. And I try, is there anything else, like, from actual
1: other, like, sports? I uh, don't – I think and we're almost Gopher, an hour in. The like, Gopher football oh, yeah. team had the spring game. Oh, how back – did you go to it? Uh, no, I did not go to it. Oh. I wasn't fully vaccinated yet at that point, so oh, okay, I didn't go to okay. it. Um, and the Maroon team won, I believe, or possibly the Gold team. And an offensive tackle threw a touchdown pass. So – hey.
2: I'm in favor of that at all times. Any tackle doing non-tackle things, that's positive for me.
1: So I'll I'll tell you this story. This goes back a ways. But um, (laughs) one of my my good friends in graduate school, when I was in graduate school, was a guy who was a University of Florida bobo. Just loved, loved the Gators. And so, you know, he's an SEC fan. He's from the South. He's big into college football. He's big into the spring game. He's excited about the spring game big deal in in the South. And so we sat down and we, this was back, I don't know if they actually still have this, the Fox College Sports Pack was on cable television where they had sort of the best things from all of the Fox regional networks. Um, and one of them that was on was the Gopher Spring Game, which was on Fox Sports North and was being shown on the Fox College Sports Pack in Tucson, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And so we sat down and watched this and he was, he was expecting an SEC spring game where it's very serious, and it's all about the football. Football. Run the football.
2: Yep.
1: And in this <laughs> spring game, at one point, the Gophers put in Goldie at tailback and ran a toss sweep, and Goldie scored a touchdown, and I have never been so embarrassed in my whole entire life. <laughs> Just oh, okay. burning with shame as Goldie yep. Gopher scampered down the sideline while defenders dived out of his way. I've I, I've never been just... <sighs> I'm sorry. No, I
2: get it. No, I get it. You're, you're you're, right to be ashamed.
1: So anyway, I don't think Goldie scored any touchdowns in the spring game this year, but I'm not certain of that. Not certain of that at all.
2: Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, what do else can some... we cover? Go for basketball. There's oh. no
1: players left.
2: Yeah, uh, score updates. Of course, the Twins' bullpen has made the 4-0 game into a 4-3 game oh in the gosh. top of the seventh. um and it is in, in another rain delay, so hopefully they'll just call the game. That'd Leave be our families
1: but it, alone. Um, the, so wilder, yeah, the The Wilder tied in the third period.
2: Yep, looks like it's 2-2 two, two in the third period. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I have not checked the Timberwolves' score. They're I'm down double digits. Two. There's, well, be, that's just a good
1: guess. By the time by anyone me. listens to this, this will be three days old.
2: Yes, so although we'll, no, we'll we, I think Wade's got um think he might have a mother's Day thing Wade has tomorrow. like ninety
1: seven children too oh he's he's gonna be a yeah. baseball or something,
2: but yeah he's gonna i think watch uh he's gonna ha- have to drive somewhere far and he's gonna have this in the car tomorrow, so I'm happy for wade
1: yeah
2: it's it's not been easy for him with us taking this much time off
1: yeah. but it's I just... would hope you
2: you would hope you would understand, but I don't know that he does.
1: Something, Wade is like you know at the end of Spinal Tap when they're playing at the amusement park, and there's like one guy left. Yes, that's Wade. Yep, yep. And I, I and I appreciate that about him. Yep, we appreciate you, Wade. anybody yes. else who's on anybody else who's on board as well. Yep. Um, you got anything else? Have you been to the bar again? Uh yeah, I have been to the bar, um, St. Bulldog again
2: a couple, um, couple of times, and it's just it's every time totally works it's totally enjoyable uh just can't can't get enough of throwing five bucks into the jukebox and watching a law and order special victims unit rerun <laughs> on mute it's it's as good as I remember it it's, they, it's, it's so good
1: do they maybe not have cable at the bulldog what's going on there they,
2: they they do have cable I watched uh I was there last Sunday uh for to watch the twins lose another game so
1: it's I I I know that not every bar is a sports bar and so I shouldn't expect that they're going to be playing some NBA game from somewhere or something every time you go in but surely a hockey game on mute is better than law and order special victims unit on mute
2: Oh yeah yeah it's it's much 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 better than that
1: All right so it's spring training for the bars as well although you know, with the restrictions are getting lifted and yeah. the vaccine numbers are creeping up a little bit, it does sort of feel like everybody's sort of stretching and flexing the shoulders and ready for the summer to end all summers here. Correct.
2: Yeah, it's 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 getting closer. You can tell just by the amount of things that are just happening in, in downtown. I like, I, I, I um, Allery's finally took like the big poster they had in their front window down. That said they were open from four to eight, seven days a week, and they've been closed since Christmas. Right. <laughs> but, they, but they appear to be trying to reopen, and uh, a couple other places are... Uh, I know the Amsterdam's reopening. Uh, maritage is open again. So it's... At least in my neighborhood, things are coming to life a little more, which is nice.
1: It's weird. So I went and helped a uh, helped a friend move last night, and... We had to take a freeway to get there, and it was about dinner time, and we got stuck in traffic on the way. I haven't yeah. been stuck in traffic for a year. Yep, I was in traffic today.
2: I had to go um, from Surly to my wife's work, and there was an accident on between Snelling and Lexington, and mm. it was backed up for 10 minutes. Boy. It, it was, yeah, I was like, this is like, oh, and it's also Friday at 5 o'clock. So, yeah, that all of this makes sense. Um, How's it been actually yeah. going to the office? It's weird. It's, I'm not gonna lie to you, it's weird.
1: Is everyone back in the office, or is it just if you happen to want to go back to the office, you can?
2: It's it's the latter. It's like you know, I'm completely you know double vaxed and two weeks out, so I'm I'm comfortable going into the office. But some people aren't, and they're obviously staying you know doing what they need to do because they don't want to get sick or get anyone else sick. Right. So so yeah, it's it. But it is it's a. Adjustment, but boy, I don't miss Zoom calls at all, John.
1: Oh, uh-huh. you They're aren't just, yeah. you aren't kidding. The,
2: uh, uh, just the awkward silence and forced laughter—it's um just—and that's that, enough about my sex life, though. Sorry, <laughs> that was a that
1: was a joke. That was a joke. Boy, Sorry. that was that was a throwback yeah. from an earlier age. Yeah. I gotta tell you, yeah, oh yeah, that was a, that was that a was funny, a so. 1987 stand-up comedy joke right there.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tip your waitress, everybody. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's taken some adjustment, but I, I'm definitely, and I prefer it just to get, I mean, again, living in an apartment, I love it. But if you're there, you know, constantly, you feel like the walls are closing in. Right. And the dog is on top of you at all times because she thinks you're there to hang out with her instead of, like, do your job. So
1: that's yeah. it is for sure. It, Dog, dogs and small children are very alike in that regard. Yes. Every time maybe, I well, yeah. every time I leave and, my office, the kids are like, "Oh, Dad's here." It, it, I don't Dad's know where here. he's Let's, been all day, but it's playtime now.
2: It's Frozen Two time. Oh, Dad, you're Olaf. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, we watched.
1: Yeah. I gotta tell you, we watched tonight. There was I, I'm I'm gonna butcher the name of this movie because I didn't actually know what the name of this movie was. So maybe. <laughs> If you've seen it, you have small children, so you can help me out here. I think it was called Everybody's Hero. It was about 10 or 15 years old. It was an animated movie set in the early 1930s. Um, and the the point of it was that a, a a kid who lived in New York was trying to return Babe Ruth's special bat to him for the World Series, which was in Chicago.
2: I wouldn't watch that movie. That just sounds horrible. It was
1: it was extremely strange. Um not least because Babe Ruth was like a you know a a soul with a warm heart in this movie which boy, none of this is true. There was a weird nope. there was a weird <laughs> part in the middle where the Negro Leagues were involved. It's very strange. At oh the boy. end a 10-year-old kid starts ends up hitting in the World Series which not even in a rookie of the year since just in the strangest. It was it was a baseball movie, and I think I, I think it was chosen because it was like, oh, i got to get the kids to watch something to do with sports because their their disappointment whenever there's sports on TV is starting to get to me. I'm not going to lie, Stu. It's starting <laughs> to get to me a little bit. The other day, so a friend of mine was finally fully vaxxed, and I'm fully vaxxed, and so a friend of mine came over to watch the Twins the other night, which in itself is a terrible decision because yeah. they lost to the Rangers, and we were miserable, but... Mm-hmm. in the, that morning, I was explaining to my daughter what was going to happen that day. And I was telling her that oh, my friend is going to come over, and so they could do whatever. And then I was going to put him to bed. And I said, but before you go to bed tonight, you can watch baseball with us. And in the most disappointed voice ever, my daughter said, oh, man. <laughs> and I thought, I, oh. I I, failed. I have failed. I hope you know, my son is almost two, and I've got to start just making him sit there and watch baseball with me because I'm going to be the old man watching his stories as my kids go off and have happy lives unencumbered by the sadness of the Twins bullpen.
2: You're just still upset that Ed Bradley isn't on 60 Minutes anymore. And you don't care, it's because he's dead.
1: Where's Andy Rudy? That guy's got his finger on the pole, so what's going on today in this country? He's going to yell about
2: rotary telephones. It's going to be great. You'll see. You'll, You'll see. see. Come back here. Oh, anyway.
1: Criminy. So <clears throat> I th- I think the point was to hopefully make the kids slightly interested. So we'll see if that works. If my daughter wakes yeah. up tomorrow and wants to play catch, uh, it'll all be worth it. But, man, that was a strange <laughs> movie. That had a uh, lot of exceptional voice talent in it. Brian Dennehy was in it. William H. Oh, Macy Dennehy. was in it. I think Robin oh, Williams Macy. was in it.
2: Oh, these are – oh. And it was, he said, everybody's
1: hero. Everybody's hero, I think, was the name. Everybody's hero. Okay, I I could look it up, animated. but I'm gonna have to Google something like animated movie with kid for the Yankees or something like that. And like and there a ten year old, there was a talking bats. baseball and a talking baseball oh, yeah. bat. Yeah, you're gonna have that. It, it was, it was, it was something else. I don't think this yeah. movie did well because today was the first I'd ever heard of it. So,
2: yeah, not, this is the first time ever hearing of it.
1: Right. So I'm, I'm happy for you though. There's a whole. <laughs> I'm discovering that there is a whole under se- seedy underbelly of children's shows that is available everywhere. If, you, mm-hmm. if you're an adult person, you don't hear about, you don't know about these things
0: because you don't <laughs> see
1: them on Netflix. You don't see them. You don't scroll all the way down on Netflix and get to the kids stuff. You don't scroll all the way down on Disney sure Plus don't. to get to whatever, but... There is some real garbage out there aimed at children. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. It's truly terrible. And back when we were kids, there were only three television stations or whatever. So the amount of garbage that could be successfully aimed at children was fairly low. If you were home from school all day, you yeah. there was only about an hour, maybe two, where you got the truly garbage children's television. And then everything switched over to Ricky Lake yelling at who was the, the father of the uh, of the dads or whatever. Who's the father of the dads? That doesn't make any sense. Who was the father of the baby? You know, daytime talk show nonsense. But now, with the streaming services, any stupid idea can get animated and put on these things and fed to uh, impressionable children forever. And having to wade through some of this garbage and ban some of this garbage is really just very off putting to see. And my my children, of course, have no critical faculty whatsoever. So they're like, yeah, that cat fell over. I like it. <laughs> I like this part, Dan. I like that, that cat falls down. over.
2: Yeah. Oh, it is pouring rain in Detroit, John. They might just call this game and oh, get the Twins away. Are the
1: Twins there. winning? Yeah, they're up 4-3, top seven. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the so. Twins need it, it to play more five-inning in- games. Five-inning games are what's going to save the Twins. Yeah, this is. they got a shot here, John.
2: I'm, I'm I got pretty- a shot. Pretty enthused, yeah. I can't think of anything worth uh, discussing at this point, John. I think well, I'm... I've
1: been complaining about children's television for ten minutes. No, it's so. fine.
2: Yeah, I just I've got nothing new to. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm tapped out. It's Friday night. Right. Everyone else is out, you know, enjoying their vaccinated, immune system. You know, happy time. I'm just right. here in in the party room, watching. Uh, oh, hey, Glenn Perkins. I know him. It's an end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's him and it looks like it's Audra Martin. Did you know that uh, Chris Sabo's kid? Yes, is one of the. Absolutely, that, I was blown away by that. I had no idea.
1: She's good too. Like,
2: yeah, she's not bad at all. And it's like, is that the Sabo Sabos? And it's like, yep, that's that's Chris Sabo's yep, kid of the
1: Cincinnati Sabos.
2: Yeah, and she did <laughs> exactly, and she does not wear sport goggles, which is <laughs> she like she should though. She she really should it would be a great bit for us to do a show without any explanation. No one talks about it, but she does the whole studio show with sport goggles right. on. Right,
1: absolutely. I I fully I, support I totally this. Think,
2: yes, I, I will see. If I, if I have any contacts, there, I'll see if they can make her do that.
1: Do you have yeah. a lot of high level contacts at at Bally Sports North, John? I do not. Hmm. I would. I, you know, what? honestly, I would believe it. Every time there's like, every time there's a big game in Minnesota, Stu's like, yeah. Actually, I'm flipping the coin, and I'm sitting in the owner's box today. Oh,
2: no! That's not how it works. Interesting. That. No, no. I'm just a humble country. Uh, bumpkin I'm just an
1: unfrozen caveman lawyer
2: who's now. fallen fallen into this big city lifestyle.
1: So <laughs> this yeah. big I, city I, lifestyle with the trains, of apartments, yeah, it's, and the it's bars.
2: Yeah. Um, gosh. Uh, yeah, I got man. I got nothing else. Um, Boy, I thought I had something there on the tip of my tongue, but I just... Oh yeah, um, um Bally Sports North. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Do you know what Bally comes from, Jack? Pinball machines. The... Correct. Very good. The Bally who pinball machine from like 1950, and the whole Bally empire sprang from that one pinball machine because in the 1950s, all America had to do was be afraid of nuclear war and play pinball. That was I... it.
1: This actually brings up another question for you. We're in. This is the overtime segment of the podcast. If we were gleaming in the geek, this would be the part where we go to the other yeah. studio and talk about yeah, whatever. K so. fan
2: is not going to air this shit. Yeah, feel free to <laughs> shut this off. You I go, yeah, you you go you go put this on the podcast.
1: What, what I'm saying is, listeners, feel free to shut this off because I have a question. This has nothing to do with anything, but here's my question. So when I was a kid, I was somewhat shocked to discover that my dad turned out to be an amazing pinball player. And the reason is because when he was in college and stuff, he would go study for a couple hours and his reward to himself was that he would put a quarter in the pinball machine and play pinball at the student union or whatever. So I I I would sit there in awe. Like we would go we would go to, you know, some disused arcades at a bar at a bar in Brainerd or whatever. And it would be like, all right, I would play pinball and, you know, I'm a kid so Me playing pinball lasts for maybe 12 seconds, 13 seconds. That's the kind of entertainment we're looking at here. (laughs) So it would be my turn, then it would be my brother's turn, then it would be my dad's turn. And he would play for like a half hour. And it was utterly bewildering because he seemed to know magic. To me, as far as I was concerned, he he, he knew magic to get the pinball machine to go that long. And my question is, will I have a dad talent like this that I can amaze my children with? Or did I come in too late for that and all of my talents will no longer be applicable? Um, I'm trying to think my, of what an equivalent would be.
2: The only thing that I do that my kids are legitimately – and again, they're, they're 22 and 17. Um, but they are legitimately impressed by is the fact that there's people I know who are on TV <laughs> or the radio. <laughs> Which I don't think they're just my friends, but and I guess honestly, if I had been their age and like Howie knew like Dave Moore, right, I would have probably that would have blown my fucking mind. So, yeah, I guess like, I get the fact that the fact that I'm friends with Mac Wilson from The Current makes Piper just like slack jawed. It's like, right. how do you know him? It's like, well, we like would tell dumb jokes to each other on yeah. a social media platform. Um, it was, it's just, yeah, that that is the. One dad thing that I have, I think, is that I know people who are locally famous. Right. That's that's.
1: And you, know, you yourself that, are locally famous.
2: Well, I would dispute that. I would, <laughs> I would say that I'm locally known by a weird, locally subsection notable dad. Locally notable to a subsection of dads.
1: Well, so. we're we're here doing a dad podcast for all the dads. Yep.
2: Yep, for all the dads, <laughs> out Minneapolis, there. Saint so. Paul, and all the dads at sea. Yeah, oakdale blaine arden hills this is for you buddies
1: <laughs> uh yes uh all right so Kay. i feel like i've got <sighs> i i got maybe six or seven years to develop a dad talent like that so yeah so i don't know keep, what it's gonna keep,
2: be just just keep pumping out the content for okay. the strip um and just yeah i think maybe you can maybe get like some regard from them i think yeah i think you got a shot
1: I think the only thing I got the only possibility I can think of is I can tell him, yeah, I was I was on a podcast with, with Stu. I know Stu.
2: I, um, I think you can tell him that you know Ken Cha. And I think that's
1: I uh Knowing Ken Cha is in some circles is <laughs> Oh, he's real... the guy with all the hats.
2: <laughs> he has hats.
1: He's the guy Sorry. that swears so loudly at the Wisconsin Badgers you can hear him outside the Star <laughs> <interview laughs> Building.
2: I still never met Ken, but he's like, oh. like one of my favorite Twitter follows. He's, a, he's good people. Facebook, Ken uh, Ken just, is yeah, good just, people. He, he appears to be an actual actual Ken. If you're listening, I like you. Yeah, everybody loves Ken. Person. Yeah. So Mike uh, Mike says nice things. John says nice things.
1: <laughs> um, I got nothing else. I told everyone to stop listening five minutes ago. Yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah. I got nothing set.
2: else either. Uh, Did the twins game get canceled yet? Please tell me they, they are. Uh, it has not been canceled that I can tell from here.
1: Would they just so. continue it tomorrow? They got another game tomorrow. They would probably just keep playing. Yeah, it, right?
2: they could probably. Yeah, they could just like do the final three innings because it is pouring rain. It is. Yeah, it's. They should. They should just finish the final three innings tomorrow. Just call it. Because I mean, if it doesn't let up, then it's going to be like you know they finish it at like one in the morning, then everyone's right. grouchy and, and and by everyone I mean me because I will find out in the morning. After a fitful night of sleep, that day, bullpen blew another game. So, okay, hour and fifteen minutes, John. Nice right. work. We did we did great work here tonight. So, um, thank you to everybody. Yes, we will listening. see you. In uh, June. We're sorry. We we will no. We will do one before then, but it may just be me. And maybe there'll be a podcast by all of our wives yeah but, you know, <laughs> I was gonna say we
1: we're working on the contracts we're working on the we're working on the deals but at some point our wives may record a podcast episode and to say yeah. that we're all terrified would be underselling it to,
2: to, to, to say that I will just walk into a haunted forest <laughs> rather than hear my wife talk about me is uh, yeah for people to hear yes, that is a thing that'll happen I can't
1: so. I don't know what would be worse if she if she was critical of you or if she was kind about you.
2: Yeah. Either way, it's not. There's no way it ends well, and I just need. To, yeah, I, I, I'm apprehensive at best. Well, I scared. Mean, both, I'm scared to death. worst.
1: Both of our wives have been on the podcast before, so really, yes. it's it's the and other wives and, that and, we're willing really to work
2: and, with. And the, of course, as we will both say, they are both much more interesting people yes. than we are. They're delightful.
1: We, both yes, of our wives we are delightful. Are.
2: I all four of us married up. We married above our station, and that is not just us trying to get in good with the wives. We no, it's true. all genuinely mean. It. We all married very well,
1: and I and, think uh, long-term, long-time podcast listeners will know that. Yes. No matter without even knowing our wives, they'll know. Well,
2: yeah, they'll say, they, they got, got married. Little, yeah, they got married, and we've listened to these guys for ten years. These they are. Their wives are incredible. Yes. strong American women. Right. And speaking of strong American women, we do miss you, Chicken Fingers, and we hope that you will be on the
1: program soon. <laughs> I wonder. I hope. So, I hope his kids team won. I really do too. Brandon he that was, goes com- where you do.
2: Not, but not. He was really getting screwed by the catcher. It sounded like yeah. the catcher was like framing pitches, and it was not great. He right. was not happy.
1: His pitch some, framing some, stuff is it's BS.
2: Yeah, some thirteen year old from Little Chicago was really getting on Chicken's <laughs> nerves. So. Anyway, yep. um, okay, should we call it, chat? Let's call it. All Thank you, everyone, for listening. And You're I promise best. we will do a show again in the near future, maybe. Maybe. Bye.